Welcome to New Catholic Church. You're listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Daryl Finkson. Well, happy Mother's Day. We couldn't do it without you. We really mean that. We, You're the special lot. We are excited to be here this morning. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Four times in the Bible... It says, the just will live by faith. We're in a series called Authentic Faith. This morning I want to talk to you about believing seeing. We kind of have it backwards. We think seeing is believing, but according to Scripture, I believe, it literally teaches us that believing is seeing. We're talking about real faith for real life. What does it mean to live by faith? What does it look like? How does it feel? What does it feel like? We've defined faith... As faith is man's active response to the present tense revelation of God. Man's active response to the present tense revelation of God. How many of you have ever heard of parallel reality? It's a scientific term. My grandson and I, we watch Flash. Have you ever seen Flash? DC Comics? Yeah, no. I'm trying to catch up with my grandson. And then it's, it's, you know, it's parallel realities, it's multiverses, it's all of this. This is a name given to the theory that our universe may not be the only one around. And the Marvel movies and all that kind of thing have made a heyday out of what's been called a parallel reality. Science fiction. Science fiction. Scientists sometimes call it multiverses. And we're unaware of it because we lack the perceptive equipment to see it. Now, this is just a theory, but what I want to tell you is there is an invisible world that coexists with our physical world. Scripture teaches it. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. I'm not saying that Scripture teaches flash. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 says this, For by Him Christ... All things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And I want you to note the word visible and invisible. There is an invisible world. In fact, the visible world was made by the invisible. Hebrews 11.3 in the New Living says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command and that, we, at, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. The explanation behind our universe is not physical but spiritual. Well, what's the point, preacher? What you cannot see is more real than what you can see. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Paul writes this verse in the context of suffering in the service of Christ. Paul says we don't lose heart. We may be afflicted, but we're not crushed. Hard-pressed, but never hemmed in. Always perplexed, but never to the point of despair. Persecuted, but never deserted. Knocked down, but not knocked out. And he doesn't lose heart. He doesn't throw in the towel. 
Because he has discovered the secret of living by the unseen, by the ultimate reality. The secret is fixing our gaze upon and concentrating our attention, and that's the literal meaning of look. It's fixing our gaze and concentrating our attention on the unseen rather than the seen. Now I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11 is called the hall of faith. And they, many have taught and preached that the verse, first verse is the definition of faith. I, I really don't think it's more, as much a definition as it is a, a demonstration or a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Example of it. Yeah, it's full of example. The God's Word translations translates, it says, well, excuse me, Hebrews 11 one says, Now faith is the substance, the title deed of things hoped for, expected. The evidence of things not seen. God's Word translation says, Faith assures us of things we expect and convinces us of the existence of things we cannot see. Faith is a gift of God. It's a spiritual gift that enables the believer to move in the unseen and internal world. The word evidence here in the original language kind of gives the... It means proof by demonstration. That's my word I was looking for a while ago. Faith is... Chapter 1 is more of a demonstration of faith. In other words, faith doesn't merely convince us of the unseen... That it exists, but it brings that into the actual realm of experience. It's evidence based on experience. Faith sees. Believing is seeing. One of the great tragedies that's happened to mankind was in the fall and the loss of sight. In Genesis chapter 3, it records the temptation of Eve. Satan comes and challenges the word of God. Has God really said not to eat of every tree in the garden? And Eve responds that they can eat of every tree, but the tree in the center that they cannot eat of it or touch it lest they die. And Satan says, you won't really die. Now I want you to look on the screen to verse 5 of Genesis 3, 3, 5. And it says, for God knows, this is Satan speaking, for God knows in the days you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. Eyes. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. What eyes? I mean, they were already had eyes. They were created with eyes. They saw... But how did they see before the fall? They saw from God's perspective according to God's light. They saw spiritually. They saw into creation. In other words, they saw into God. They communed with Him daily. What happened? Eve saw that the tree was good for food. It was pleasant to the eyes. And the tree desirable to make one wise. And so she took of its fruit and she ate. And she also gave it to Adam. And he ate. And look at verse 7 of Genesis 3. And then the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. Their sight changed. Their reality became the reality of the world 
as it related to them. They saw that they were naked. Weren't they naked before? Why didn't they see it before? Because they weren't looking according to the world. They were looking according to God. They were looking from God's perspective and seeing creation, seeing into what God had done and what God was doing. But when they ate and when they believed the lie and they took it, another set of eyes were opened. It's the eyes we look through. Eyes of the world. Eyes that all of a sudden... They saw everything as it related to them, not as it related to God. We call that the fall. We lost the ability to see. Sight. Now, everyone since Adam has been born blind to the unseen. Sight for the world is really... In reality, sight for the world is what appears to be the tangible, the physical. It's not the complete story. Well, is there any hope that we could ever see again? Absolutely. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Jesus said it to Nicodemus in John 3, 3. He said, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see The kingdom of God. Unless you're born from above, unless you're born of spirit and of water, unless you're born of the spirit, you will not see, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What that says is, if you are born again, you can see the kingdom of God. Well, how does that work? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6 says this, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who is shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Light has shown. God commanded the light to shine. Did you know that vision differs from all your other senses? The five senses? Vision differs from them because all, use any of the other senses, you need only two things, the stimulus and the ability to receive the stimulus. In other words, to hear. You need a sound, the stimulus, and an ear or the ability to hear it. To taste. You need an object. And notice, how many of your kids put all of those kind of things in their mouth? All you need is the object, and then you put it, then you need just the taste buds or the tongue by which you taste it. Each sense, touch, all of it works the same way except sight. With sight, to see requires a third element light. Revelation is God turning the light on an object, a word, a message, or an event. And you see it. What I see becomes a part of what I know. You don't see with your eyes. I know this is weird, but you don't see with your eyes. You literally see with your brain. Okay, I tried to say it in the first service. I'm just going to read it to you. I wrote it down. The eyes receive stimuli reflected by light and electrical impulses carry it to the occipital occipital 
lobe in your brain and an image registers there. The brain interprets it, decides on the meaning of it and stamps it into the memory and then processes it into everything else you know. Seeing is a finished work. It becomes evidence. When my brain has developed a picture and has given what we call meaning to it, your brain no longer needs your eyes to see. If I say mother this morning, you can see her. She's not, she may not be here. She may have been in heaven for a long time. But when I say mother, you can see her. Now, you don't see her with your physical eye, but you see what you've seen that has been stamped in your mind in such a way that it has now been defined mother in such a way that when the word is said, it is what you know. Faith is seeing by the light of the revelation of God. And when you respond to it, and when it becomes meaning to you, suddenly it is stamped on your spirit man, and it becomes what you know to be true. It becomes its own evidence. You see it. And when you see it, nobody can argue. If I tried to argue out of your picture of your mother, you would argue back. You don't know my mother. You haven't seen my mother. It's the same way when you see it by faith, when you see it, when God's light bounces off your spirit man and you see the word, you see what God is doing, you see what God has said, suddenly it is imprinted on your spirit man and now you become, uh, it becomes a part of your knowing. It's not just, it's not just a believing. It's not somebody that's convinced you of the facts of Jesus Christ, of the facts of the cross, of the facts of the resurrection. It's not you believing in the mental concept and the theology of it. You've seen it. It's been awakened in your spirit, man. You've seen it. It's been given meaning to your life. And suddenly, what I'm trying to tell you is, it becomes truth to you that nobody can argue you out of. It's yours by faith. It's now a part of you. It's, it's knowledge. It is spiritual insight. It's revelation. But it's real. It's evident. In fact, sometimes it's more real than what you can see. Faith is seeing the unseen. Believing is seeing. When God turns on the light and you see it, no one can take it from you. People can argue about it. They can deny it. Even denounce it. But once you've seen it, it's yours. It's evidence of things not seen. You remember a few years ago, they used to have these prints. They used to put them in the mall. Does anybody go to the mall anymore? You know, everything's online. They used to have these prints. And you would walk up. And and for most of us, it looked like chaos in colors. But these prints, and if you looked at them or you squinted, you looked at them in a little different way, or if you looked deep into them enough, suddenly something would come off the print and you would see maybe it was dolphins jumping in water or an eagle. Do you all remember that stuff? Kids say, what are you talking about? It's just ten years ago. 
Now, once you've seen it, see if I'm not telling you, once you've seen it, every time you look at it, you can see it. Okay? But if you can't see it, how many of you have ever argued you don't see it? Me too. I don't see it. It's right there. I don't see it. Squint. Back up. Give it a little right, a little to the left. I don't see it. It's not there. It is there. It's right there. You know what I'm talking about? Why? Because you can see it. It's obvious. I want you to understand, faith is not a leap in the dark. It's, it's a, a leap into the light. It's you see it. You see it, and it becomes knowing it. And then you begin to apply it of what you've seen, and God works it into you to mature you into who He is. And all of that I'm trying to say is faith, believing is seeing. And when you see it, it's yours. Faith is not just a responding act of the soul. This is what frustrates me with, with witnessing. You see, we go out with witnessing with the facts. You've sinned. Christ died. Died for your sin. Rose from the grave to give you victory over sin. If you'll accept Jesus Christ, you can be forgiven. Go to heaven when you die. Right? Do you believe that? Well, history talks about it. You know, I can figure this thing out. And I don't want to offend you, so I can say yes. Well, pray this prayer. We pray that prayer. Have I seen it? Have I got it? That's what's amazing thing to me. You can go through those steps and they see it. Because the Holy Spirit turns the light on to those words. They see it. They know it. But I wonder how many people have seen it in their logic and call that faith. And how many have seen it in their spirit and called it life. Follow me? I can't do anything about it. I'm not saying don't witness. I'm saying... It's not me convincing them. Faith is not a rational response to the facts or theology. Faith is seeing it. And when I see it, it becomes a part of me. And now, when I say the name of Jesus, I have a picture of something that happened in my life. Or that is happening in my life that nothing can deny. You can argue with me and you can tell me that might not be true. But I can tell you it's true for me. I've seen it. It's real. I can't explain it, but I've seen it. Faith is seeing the unseen. Faith is grasping and perceiving. It's a grasping and perceiving act. The whole of Hebrews 11, this is called the hall of faith. 
The whole of Hebrews 11 is a testimony to this principle. I want to show you one passage here for time's sake. It's found uh, in Hebrews 11, verse 24 through 27. I want you to see this is talking about Moses. And it says, By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Now look at this next part. For he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. If reality to Moses had been the riches of Egypt, he would have never left Egypt. He would have never left the palace. Moses looked beyond the, the, the appearance. He looked beyond the evident or the, the prospect. He looked beyond the practical. He looked beyond the visible to the invisible. And let me tell you, it's all through here. By faith, Noah built the ark. He got a picture from God. He got a word that it was going to rain and it had never rained before. How do you know he believed God? He acted on it. The picture was more real to Noah for 120 years. He testified of what God had shown him and he built it. Moses saw him who was invisible. Moses didn't look at the riches of what he could be in Egypt. He had got a picture of what God had said, and he saw him beyond what he could see. And seeing the invisible, he esteemed those less than this. Folks, listen to me. We live in a world that, that now everything we see, we think is real. We think that is reality. We think that's what's going to last. We think that's what purpose, where purpose is found. We think all, and the reason I brought up Moses is because we esteem the riches of this world more than the unseen blessings of God. And we think we're walking by faith. Faith sees through the actual, uh, through the, the appearance to the actual. Faith sees. All through here, the people, the heroes of faith were men and women who could see beyond the visible to the invisible. In fact, they believed more in the invisible than the visible. How do you know? Because they acted on it. Our trouble is, is that we believe what we see is the final word on any subject. Like Thomas, we say, unless I see, I'll not believe. God, help us. If our five senses tell us something, we believe it. If the TV or news says it, we believe it. If you can Google it, you can believe it. What if the Bible says it? Why is it that we believe everything and everyone else but God? Because we can't see. God, give us eyes to see into what you are revealing. Give us faith. Well, how can we get this? Last week we talked about faith as Revelation's response 
Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of Christ, Romans ten seventeen. I encourage you, if you haven't heard it, to, to go back, because it'll make this make a little more sense. But this morning, I want you to look at Psalms 119, 105. It's going to be on the screen. And the psalmist says, your, David says, your word. Now, remember what I said it took to, for you to see. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So let me just kind of put these two together. The living word, Jesus, verified by the written word, the word of God, the way we would look at it, gives me opportunity, instruction, and direction. I can see, and let me just say this from my own experience. It's got to have been close to 40 years ago. The Lord, I was reading the scripture in Acts chapter 5. And I was reading a scripture and a verse. It's like God had turned on the flashlight and it showed on this one. Now, I'm not saying literally. I'm just saying I was reading along and this verse had light on it. And I don't mean literal light. It had the light of God on it. And here's what it said. Go stand and speak all the words of this life. That word, when I saw it, suddenly became not a word from Acts. It became a word from God. It became something that was written on my spirit, man. I saw it. When I saw it, I understood it to be instruction and direction. And by faith, I began to act on it. And that's been 40 years ago. I'm still living in the fulfillment of what God let me see 40 years ago. You understand? God is doing this all the time. The deal is, I got it, I grasped it, I perceived it, I understood it, it became part of me. It's something I know. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm to be standing and speaking all the words of this life. It's That's me living by faith. I've seen it. It's part of me. I know it. You can take away everything else. You can take away the opportunity. But you can't take away what I've seen, what I know. Give me half a chance and I'll tell you. Now, let me tell you what I'm not saying. I'm not saying what a lot of people are saying these these days. I'm not saying you can visualize your future in God. I'm not saying you can image these things in order to get it from God. Whatever you can image, whatever you can get, you can get from God. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying God is the one who turns the light on. I'm not saying you don't make your own. I'm saying that you don't make your own light. You don't dream it up. You don't think it was a good idea. I'm saying that when God turns the light onto something and you see it, faith is you seeing it. And then grasping it and perceiving it and then acting on it. We'll talk about acting on it next week. The whole point I'm trying to say is I want to show you how faith works. I'm also saying that faith doesn't deny the facts of what you see in the scene. It just goes beyond it. In other words, I'm not denying what you see. I'm just saying faith sees through it. I'm not denying the pains 
not real. I'm not denying the pain. But faith sees beyond the pain. I'm not denying the suffering. I'm not denying the test, the, the tragedy. I'm not denying any of that. I'm just saying faith. In other words, how do we know it's all going to turn out okay? Well, we say because God said it. No, you've got to see it. Have you seen how good it's going to be? Have you seen how it's going to turn out? You can walk through anything if you know how it's going to turn out. Have you ever watched a movie and you saw the ending but you had not seen the whole movie? And so when you go back to see the whole movie, it doesn't matter because, you you know, we do that with football. I, you, you know what the final score is. Now you can watch the game and not even get excited. <laughs> Had you not seen it, you would have worried all the way through it. You know why we're worried and fretting about what's going on in the world today? Because we haven't seen it. I want you to understand faith will, will take you to a new level of living. Because you've seen it. Faith doesn't deny the facts. It just goes beyond them. Faith refuses to be limited to the boundaries of the scene. God help us to see through the visible to the invisible. And I don't know why this has come up. I know that Candy used this, this verse and, and Chris, we've talked about it. I've even used it before, but it just kept coming up and God just showed it to me again. Second Kings chapter 6, where Elisha goes to this city of Dothan, and his servant Gehazi is with him. And here's the background to that, to this story, what I'm going to read. Elisha, the prophet, was, God was telling him everything that was going on in the king's strategies. Even the king would say, even in my bedroom, and I didn't tell nobody else, even in my bedroom, and Elisha knows it. We got to get Elisha. So he sends out his armies to find Elisha, to get rid of Elisha. This guy has got inside information. There's got to be somebody, got to be a traitor in the house. There wasn't there's a traitor in, the, in heaven. He wasn't a traitor. He was the truth. And I want you to hear this. There at Dothan, he sends out his army. His army surrounds Dothan, where, where Elisha is. And Gehazi gets up early that morning. He goes out and he sees that the enemy is surrounding them. He runs back to Elisha and he says, Master, what are we going to do? And the prophet calmly answers, and this is his answers, Don't be afraid, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Can you see Gehazi? Yeah, right. You hadn't gone and saw You know, army, Elisha, Gehazi, and it may just be Elisha. Gehazi might be leaving. They want you. I could turn you in. Look at Second Kings chapter 6, verse 17. It's going to be on the screen. Then Elisha prayed. Isn't that an amazing thing? Elisha prayed. O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And here's the point I want you to hear. Let him see what he's not seeing. Let him see what he's not looking at. Let him see what you are doing. Open his eyes. What eyes? I got an idea. He had both eyes wide open when he saw the enemy. 
what eyes? The eyes of his spirit man. Open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Elisha must have already been seeing it. And here's my real question is, did Elisha know it was there whether he saw it or not? Because he knew who had sent him to Dothan. He knew who he had seen. Elisha was calm, collected, while he was surrounded. Because he saw something his servant didn't see. Empowered by heaven's view, he went about his day in full assurance that God was on his side. That nothing the enemy could could do would harm him. He had nothing to fear. After all, he could see that there were more on his side than the tiny army surrounding him. Well, what caused fear in Gehazi? He looked at the visible. Thinking that what he saw with the eyes of his flesh was the ultimate reality, the final word, and they're in trouble. We're going to die. What cured him? With the eyes of faith, he saw the ultimate reality that was beyond the visible. He saw the unseen. Does it seem like God maybe has forgotten you? And the serious predicament you're in at the moment? Do you ever wonder if God knows where you're at, knows what's happened, knows what you're going through? Do you feel surrounded by the enemy in such a point that you think that there's no way out? Do you feel like Not only do you not see God, God doesn't see you. Feel like there's no hope. Here's my word. Look again. Look again. Lift up your eyes. Look beyond. Look into and look through it. See who's in charge. Let him give you a vision of reality. Not appearances. Look again. Fix your gaze and your attention on the only one who knows the end. Look again. Lord, open our eyes. That we may see. Paul prayed something that's entirely prophetic. In Ephesians 1, 18 and 19, I want you to see it on the screen. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. That God would turn on the light. So that you will know what is the hope, the expectation of His calling. What are the riches the blessings of the glory of His inheritance in you, the saints. And what is the suppressing greatness of His power working toward you who believe? Believing is seeing.
Lord, open our eyes. Would you bow with me in prayer? Lord, we need your touch. We need your light. We need your revelation. We need you to open it up, unfold it, pull back the curtain. Let us see. Let us see Jesus as Savior of this world. Sin has been defeated. Let us see. Maybe you're here this morning. You've believed the report. You've believed the testimonies. You've believed the theology. But this morning you see. Jesus loves you. Today you know it. Maybe you've been in a battle, in a bondage. And you've absolutely convinced it's it's your lot in life. Lord, open their eyes. Deliverance comes in a person riding on a white stallion. His name is Jesus. See Him fighting your battle. Maybe you're depressed and disappointed. Because the things you hoped for, the things you had planned, have been in the past. Look again. Lord, open their eyes. Let them see your future, your hope, your demonstration. In the name of Jesus, release revelation. Sight to the blind. It's amazing to me that most of the miracles that Jesus did was opening eyes. Give them eyes, Lord, to see. Turn on the light. Lay down the appearances. See what God has said. See it. Receive it. Perceive it. Grasp it. It becomes yours. By the blood of Jesus. Father, make it so this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, Go to newcovenantlampasses.com.